Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Bell Plain, Minnesota. And I want to welcome you back as we continue to walk our way through the Bible. And in this installment, we come to Genesis chapter 2. Now we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 25. It says, The Lord took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree of the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on that day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then the Lord said, It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. The Lord God formed out of the ground every wild animal and every bird of the sky, and brought each to the man to see what he would call it. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the sky, to every wild animal, but for the man, no helper was found corresponding to him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. Now, Genesis chapter 2 offers us a lot of insight uh, or more detail about God's creation. Genesis chapter 1 kind of gave us an overview of the world that God created, you know, and kind of his process in creation. And Genesis chapter 2 talks about creation, but zooms in on the creation of humanity, of Adam and Eve. And we get a, a good idea of, of what this Garden of Eden where God had placed Adam and Eve, was like. A lot of times people talk about the Garden of Eden and they mean a paradise, right? Where nothing's going wrong. And you'll even talk to people who say that, you know, the hope of the Christian life is to return to the Garden. But the Garden, while being good, God said it was all good, was not perfect. Clearly, there were some things in the Garden that uh, weren't necessarily like a complete and total paradise. The first would be that the man, Adam, experienced want. Both God and Adam recognized that while God had created Adam and created all, all the animals that were living on the world, none of them was suited for him. And God even said that it was not good for the man to be alone. So that means that Adam would have experienced the desire of a companion other than God. That, that Adam would have been aware of the lack of not having Eve there with him. So when we talk about the hope of the Christian life, it's not returning to the garden, but the new create, new heaven and the new earth that God promises in Revelation is one where there is no lack, where there is no sorrow, there is no want, but every desire is satisfied in the presence of God and in his new creation. So while we're not trying to denigrate what the Garden of Eden was, uh, we don't want to mistake the future hope that we have in Christ for the garden. Now, one of the big questions that I've always wondered about as I, as I read this passage is in verse 17, when God says, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. And the question that comes up in my mind is, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, it's clear that Adam and Eve did not have a knowledge of good and evil, but what does that mean? Were they naive like children? Were they robots that just did whatever God commanded them to do. And as we read this passage, we get a better 
idea, if we read really carefully, we get a better idea of what it meant when God said that the knowledge of good and evil was in this tree. So first off, we can know a few things about what it did not mean. It did not mean that Adam and Eve were incapable. They weren't incapable or completely helpless because God created Adam and Eve to work with him in the garden. He entrusted them with creation, and even in this story, he can trust Adam with the ability to name all the creatures. Right now, with my son's three, I would not entrust him with a whole lot of stuff. Not because I, I doubt you know, his ability as a three-year-old, but he's only three. Right? He's incapable of being entrusted with anything that's of value. We also know that their lack of the knowledge of good and evil did not mean that they were unaware of what was right and what was wrong or what was appropriate and what wasn't appropriate. Or Because if they were, if they were unaware of what they should and shouldn't do, why would God even bother by giving them, them this command to not eat from the, from the tree? And as we go farther in, when we look at Genesis chapter 3, we'll see that they were clearly aware that there was things that they shouldn't do and things that they should do. Because when Eve speaks with the serpent, she logically processes uh, the idea of eating the fruit or not eating the fruit. And we'll get into that when we get into Genesis chapter 3. I think the key to understanding what it meant that they did not know the knowledge of good and evil comes in the very last verse of, of Genesis chapter 2 where it says, both the man and his wife were naked, yet they felt no shame. Now, most of us, if we were walking around naked all the time, we would feel some sort of shame or some sort of unease with the nudity. Now, Adam and Eve didn't feel that, right? They were aware of their condition. They knew that there was such a thing as things that they should, should do and some things that they shouldn't do. And they weren't unintelligent. But they didn't know on a deep personal level, the things that make us feel shame or feel unease when we're naked. You know, we feel shame when we're nude because we're aware that there's such a thing as disordered sexual desires. We know that there's such a thing as jealousy and judgment and vulnerability. We feel uncomfortable when we're nude in front of people that we don't trust because we know that we can be taken advantage of and that we're not fully protected. And partially we know that because we know that we have evil inside of us as well. We can imagine the evil that someone else would do because we can understand the evil that resides in our own hearts. But Adam and Eve did not feel that shame. They had complete trust and were completely fine being open and vulnerable with one another because they did not have the intimate knowledge of the evil art of humanity. Hopefully you found that helpful as you look at Genesis chapter 2, and I look forward to digging into Genesis chapter 3. In all things, may God's name be glorified and his will be done. Goodbye.